From the K-Rob Collection, this is Audio Antiques, featuring programs from the golden age of American radio. I'm Ken Robinson. It's time to hear another lesser-known series from radio's golden age, The Adventures of Frank Merriwell. It's based on the life of a fictional college athlete at Yale University during the early years of the 20th century. The character appeared in over 300 dime novels and a few comic books, and first appeared on NBC Radio in 1934. We're going to hear two episodes from the late 1940s, right after this brief timeout. Stock market traders need the right financial visualizations to be successful. And that's what FinViz Elite is all about. FinViz Elite provides real-time market data, research, screeners, ratings, and technical indicators backed by 24 years of historical statistics, all presented in an advertising-free interface at a price everyone can afford. Get details about FinViz Elite at krobcollection.com. NBC presents The Adventures of Frank Merriwell. an echo of the past, an exciting past, a romantic past, the era of the horse and carriage, gaslit streets, and free-for-all football games, the era of one of the most beloved figures in American fiction, Frank Merriwell. Merriwell is loved as much today as ever he was, and so the National Broadcasting Company brings him to radio in a new series of stories based on the famous books written by Gilbert Patton under the pen name Bert L. Standish. Today... The Ransomed Football. This week, the Yale football team has journeyed to New Brunswick, New Jersey, where they're to play Rutgers in one of the most important games of the young season. As our story opens, it's the morning of the game. Frank and Bart, accompanied by Inza Burridge, are strolling through the trophy room of the Rutgers gymnasium. I think you'll be interested in this room, Inza. It's where they keep all the different athletic trophies Rutgers has won. Oh, yes. It's quite a lot like the one up at Yale, isn't it? With one exception. Take a look at the football in this trophy case, Enzo. This one, Bart? Uh-huh. What does it say? Rutgers 6, Princeton 4, November 13, 1869. <laughs> My goodness, don't tell me Rutgers had a team that long ago. Well, that was the first collegiate football game ever played, Enzo. Oh. It wasn't until quite a few years later that we had a team up at Yale. Oh, this is interesting. I'm glad Aunt Belle let me come down for the game. I saw my. But come on, let's look at some more of those trophies. Pardon me, mister... Oh, hello, son. What is it? Aren't you Yale football players? That's right. I'm Frank Merriwell, and this is Bart Hodge. Hi there. Frank Merriwell? Gee, I've heard an awful lot about you. And you too, Mr. Hodge. It's a real pleasure to meet you. Why, thanks. And uh, this is Enza Burry. <laughs> hello. Andy's my name, Andy Arnold. Me? I'm Rutgers man. A Rutgers man? Well, maybe not exactly, ma'am. I'm still too young. I guess. What I mean is I will be someday. <laughs> I see. <laughs> Are you going to the game this afternoon, Andy? I sure am. Of course, I suppose I shouldn't say this, but you might as well know the truth. I'm going to root for Rutgers to win. <laughs> well, we'll try not to hold that against you, Andy. Gee, thanks. Do you really think Rutgers can beat Yale today? You saw what we did to Dartmouth last week, didn't you? <laughs> we sure did. It was the upset of the week. Is your team really that good? It's a lot better than that. You just wait until this afternoon. Just wait till you see Pinky Thompson. He's the Rutgers captain. He's the best football player in the whole world, I'll bet. Well, it sounds like we're in for a rough afternoon, Bart. <laughs> I'll say. You just wait and see. Come on, here. I'll show you something. You mean this case? There's nothing in it. Say, that's funny. Why, Andy? What'd you expect to find there? Well, that's where the football should be. I mean the football we won last week from Dartmouth. It's supposed to be right here with the score of the game on it and everything. Well, maybe they didn't get around to painting it yet, huh? Gee, that's too bad. And I wanted to show it to you. Don't you worry. The next time you come around here, you'll see it right there. You can bet your life on that. Of course we will, Andy. Well, uh, it's been a pleasure having you show us around, but we want to see the rest of the campus, too, before lunch. Oh, you've got lots to see around the campus, all right. This is a very historical college, you know. Yeah, so we've heard. 
I bet you never saw the sign on the stone over near the chapel, did you? Sign on the stone? What's that? You know, one of those signs that, that tells us that this is where the first football game in America was played. Oh, oh he means a plaque. Oh. <laughs> yes, that's what they call it. Anyhow, you ought to see it. We'd like to if we have time, Andy. You have plenty of time. I'll show it to you myself. Come on. Say, Andy, I hope this isn't a Rutgers plot to walk our legs off before the game. Oh, no, sir. We don't do things like that. Besides, we save all our tricks for the game. You wait and see. We have lots of surprises in store for you. I hope you don't mind too much. Mind? Losing the game, because that's what's going to happen. Look, come on, I'll show you the plot. Yes, Frank. I hope we can give the Yale learning section something to cheer about. Yeah, we will. Oh, there's the referee out in the field, Frank. Better get out there for the toss. Right. Get the team together, Bart. I'll be right back. Check. Come on, gang. Come over here. All right, Captain Merriwell, over here. Yes, sir. Captain Thompson. Right here, Rep. All right, boys. We'll get the formalities over with. Captain Merriwell of Yale, meet Captain Thompson of Rutgers. Oh, we know each other, Rev. How are you, Frank? Fine, Pinky. Your team all set? Rare and a go. Let's toss that coin. Your call, Captain Merriwell. Uh, heads. Very well. Here's the toss. And it tails it in. Your choice, Captain Thompson. Rutgers will receive, Rep. All right. Your choice of goals, Captain Merriwell. Yale will defend the north goal. Very well. Rutgers wins the toss and elects to receive with the south goal at their backs. Get your teams ready, boys, and the best of luck to both of them. Thank you, sir. Good luck, Pinky. Thanks, Frank. But I better warn you, we're up for this game. You Yale boys are going to need all the luck. something to cheer about. I can't imagine what could be wrong with Yale. Ah, nothing's wrong with them, ma'am. It's just that we're good. I told you so. <laughs> Watch now. I bet we're going to make another touchdown. Good thing, too. They almost scored another one on us. Oh, what's got into this Rutgers team? They're leading us 13 to nothing. I don't know, Bart. They're playing way over their heads. We've got to find some way to stop well, them. Well, if you ask me, it's our line. They're being outcharged in every play. Act like they're asleep. Well, the coach will wake them up when we get into the dressing room. You can bet on that. Now, come on, let's go. Oh, Mr. Merriwell, just a minute. Wait, Bart. Yes, what is it? My name's Stuart. I'm the Rutgers student manager. I have a favor to ask. Well, sure thing, but hurry it up. We're doing the dressing room. Well, it's about this ball we've been using in the first half. What about it? Looks all right to me. The ball's all right. It's just that it should never have been in the game. One of my assistants made a mistake and got it mixed up with the game equipment. What's this all about? What's the objection to the ball? Well, look here on this end of it. Oh, someone apparently started to paint it. But that's all right, Stuart. It doesn't affect the ball in any way. No, no, you, you, you still don't understand... This is the ball we used in our upset victory over Dartmouth last week. We were going to paint the score on it and put it in our trophy room. Oh, I understand. I suppose you want to use a different ball in the second half. Is that it? Well, if your team has no objections... No, of course not. Go right ahead. Oh, gee, thanks a lot. Just a minute, Stuart. Oh, hello, Pinky. What's wrong? I just heard about this foot football business. We're not playing the second half with a new ball. We're doing too well with this one. Well, now, wait, Pinky. Captain Merriwell just agreed and I... Yeah, sure. Why shouldn't he? Yale could stand a change in luck, but we couldn't. Well, Pinky, you're not that superstitious, are you? Well, maybe not, but I don't believe in taking chances. Besides, some of the boys on the team feel pretty strongly about it. No, Sir Stewart, I can't agree to putting in a new ball for the second half. Well, all right, Pinky, you're the captain. This is liable to cause a mess. I well, still I don't, don't see, see how you figure that. Why, we can paint the Dartmouth score on one side and the Yale score on the other. 
Well, this will be the most valuable football in our trophy room. You're forgetting one thing, Pinky. Yeah, what? You haven't won this game yet. You're right, you haven't. We're coming back strong in the second half. And so are we. I'll take my chances on that. Leave the ball in the game, Stuart. Oh, wait a minute. Only on one condition. If Yale wins, we get the ball that was used in the game. That's right, Pinky. That's the winning team's privilege. All right, all right. They'll get the ball if they win the game. All right, fine. And the ball stays in the game. But remember the bargain. We have a trophy room at Yale, too, you know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but you have to win the game first, and that's going to take some doing. Well, we'll see, Pinky. Come along, Bart. If we don't get into that dressing room, the coach is liable to go through the roof. Signals! 23! 89! 86! 91! Hey! One, two, three, four! Oh. Time left to march down the whole length of the field. Look at the clock, only a minute and ten seconds to go. Look out, here goes the play. Signals 25, 32, 45, 67. Hey, one, two, three. Watch it, boys, coming on your side. Maybe we still got time. Just enough for one more play, and we need six points to tie it up. We've got to make it good, Bart. Come on, gang, line up. Look, don't try anything fancy, Frank. Right off tackle. I'll lead the way. Right, come on. Just seconds left. Signals. Hey! One, two, three, four. Come on, through here. I'll stop him. Not this time, Piggy. Hell up, boy, boy. Stop him. It's a touchdown. You did it, Frank. Right, Looks like we tied it up just in time. We still got to try for the extra point, though. Come on, Frank. We can still win if you make it. I'll make it. Come on, gang. Line up. This is the big one. All right, come on, you guys. Get in there and block that kick. This is the one, Frank. It means the ball game. Whatever you do, don't miss it. All right, here goes. Kick formation. One, two, three, four. Hi! Get in there and block it. Nice move, Frank. It looks good. It is. It is. We win. Line. Congratulations, Frank. I'm afraid you fellas showed us up this half. A good game, Pinky. I thought you had it. <laughs> yeah, so did I until the last second. Uh, well, it uh, looks like you get to keep the ball after all. That's right. Hey, speaking of that ball, where is it, Frank? Hmm? They never threw it out of the stands. Well, gosh, I don't know. There's a referee over there, but he hasn't got the ball. Well, wait a second. Here comes our manager. What? What's the trouble, Stuart? Yeah. Hey, how about that football? According to the agreement, we're supposed to get it. Yes, I know, I know. I'm, I'm sorry about that, gentlemen. Sorry? Say, what is this? Well, I, I don't know how it happened. When you kicked that last extra point into the stands, the ball disappeared. Oh, now, wait a minute. We won that ball and we're going to get it. Well, of course you won it, Bart, but you just heard what Stewart said. A fan must have grabbed it and run. Yeah, yeah, a Rutgers fan. Who else would want to pull a dirty trick like that? Now, wait a minute, Hodge. You can't say a thing like that. Well, about I'm saying, saying this wasn't an ordinary ball. You won it pretty badly. You said so yourself. All right. Wait, 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 wait. You're both too keyed up from the game. Take it uh, easy. We'll talk this over when you've had a chance to cool off a bit. All right, hurry up and finish dressing, Bart. We've got to meet Enzo for dinner before train time. I'm practically ready. I'm not thinking about dinner right now. I'm still burned up about that football. Well, if you're not thinking about food, you must be mad. I am. I think about it, the more positive I am, it was a Rutgers trick. A pretty low one at that. Oh, forget it. A fan took it, that's all. It's happened lots of times. I might believe that if this had been an ordinary ball. But you know yourself how badly Rutgers wanted this one. Well, I don't agree with you, but you might just as well drop the whole matter. The important thing is we won the game. Yes, but we've got to have the ball to take... Right here, Stuart. What's the trouble now? Plenty. Did you hear that mob outside? What's going on? Well, it looks like the whole Yale ruling section is going crazy. They just finished ripping down the goalposts. <laughs> is that all? That happens after practically every game. Uh, yes, I know, but they're not stopping at that. It's more than Yale students. We could control them. Most of them are townies, and they keep chanting, we want the Yale ball. 
They're threatening to tear down the stands. What's that? Yes, Pinky Thompson's out there now. He's been trying to stop them, and now they're going to beat him up. Good night. Let's get out. No, wait a minute, Frank. You can't do anything against a mob like that. You'll get hurt yourself. Maybe so, but that won't stop me from trying. Come on, we've got to break this up. In just a moment, we'll return to the adventures of Frank Merriwell. But first... How would you like to win a four-year, full-tuition scholarship to the University of Denver? Well, you and every other boy and girl listening are eligible for this prize, and you can win it just by writing a simple essay of 100 words or less on what youth means to the future of America and mailing your entry to Frank Merriwell, National Broadcasting Company, New York 20, New York. But Frank Merriwell himself will be back at the end of our story to tell you all about it. And even if you already know all about the contest, don't miss what Frank has to tell you today. He has another big surprise in store for you. And now, back to our story. An angry crowd of rooters is gathered in front of the Yale dressing room, and as Frank steps through the door, he's greeted by the distraught Rutgers captain. One, Oh, there you are, Frank. You're just in time. I hope so. This looks bad, Pinky. This isn't the worst of it. The Rutgers students are gathering all over the campus right this minute. We might have a real pitch back. If this thing gets out of hand, it's liable to wreck the whole town. What can we do, Frank? I don't know. Now, look. Stay here out of the way with Bart. Come on, Pinky. We'll try talking to them. I doubt if they'll listen to you, Frank. Well, we'll see. Come on. Hop up on this wagon where they can get a look at us. All right. No think it's any use. Amen. Amen. Listen to me. Well, at least they recognize you. Now, listen to me down there. I've got something to say. Wait a minute. That's better. Now listen, Yale met a good team today. They played hard and they played clean. Yes. Sure, we were lucky enough to win, but that doesn't take anything away from Rutgers. No, don't say it doesn't. Now wait. Not even the football. Now wait a minute. Listen to me. Rutgers didn't take that football. It was stolen by a fan. That's the truth. We didn't have anything to do with it. You can believe him. This is Pinky Thompson, captain of the Rutgers team. Yeah, we know you, Thompson. Give us that football. We want the Yale ball. We want the Yale ball. Well, it's no use, Frank. We've lost it. You'll never stop him now. Wait a minute. There's still a chance. Now, listen. Cut it out and listen to me. Cut it out. Now, we all want that football, but this is not the way to get it. Now, you're right. Let's take it away from the Rutgers garage. No, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. Now, in a little while, the Yale team takes the train back to New Haven. When we get on that train, I'll have that football. But not unless you break up this mob right away. Now, what do you say? Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. How do we know you'll have it, Frank? Because I give you my word, you will. Is that good enough for you? For the love of Mike, Frank, what do you say? It's the only way, Pinky. I think I've got them. Now, what do you say? Now, wait a minute. You sure you'll have it at the train? I give you my word. All right. That's good enough for me. I say give Frank a chance to find it. Boy, that did it. They're starting to disperse. Yeah, but it's worse than ever, Frank. What if we don't find the ball by train time? We'll worry about that later. Frank, I feel terrible about this. I I hope you don't think I had a hand in this thing. Of course not. Right now, Pinky, I want you to go over and talk to the Rutgers students. Yeah? Tell them there won't be any fight, at least for a little while. They're calmly eating dinner when you know there are less than 30 minutes until train time. Well, I don't see that there's much more we can do right now, Enza. Besides, we've got to have dinner before we leave town. That's the first sensible thing you've said since the game, Frank. No, but seriously, whatever he gave you, made you give that mob a promise like that. Well, I had to do something, Bart. They were ready to raid the campus when we got there. Bart's right, though. You promised to bring the ball to the station. You can't do it, Frank. You, You haven't any more idea than we have where it is. Or have you? No, but we've got a half an hour to think of something. Now, the main thing is we stopped them for the time being. I can't get over it, though. To think of them acting that way. Well, they hardly listened to you, Frank. Well, I wouldn't have worried if it had just been a crowd of students, but most of them were townies. Sure. They get more worked up over the games than we do. 
Now we've got to think of some way to prevent a riot at the railroad station. Well, everyone has had a chance to cool off by now. I'm hoping there won't be any more trouble, even if the ball isn't found. I don't know. Hey, Pinky Thompson. He doesn't look worried. He's eating over there in that booth. Mm -hmm. Guess he must have succeeded in calming the Rutgers boys. I I beg your pardon, sir. Oh, yes, waiter. Oh, what is it? Are you the football captain, sir? That's right. Uh, The head waiter asked me to deliver this note to you. Someone left it with you. Oh, thanks. Not at all, sir. I'll bring you dessert now. What is it, Frank? I don't know. Let's see. It's printed in pencil. If you want your football... Football? Meet me at campus... What's that word? P-L-A-K. Must be plaque. Sure, that's it. Campus plaque. Meet me at Campus Plaque at 7.30 sharp. No signature, Frank? No, that's all there is to it. Oh, no, wait. There's a P.S. Come alone. Don't tell Merriwell. Don't tell Merriwell? That doesn't make any sense. Hey, just a second. Makes a lot of sense to me. Frank, remember what the waiter said when he brought you the note? He asked if you were the football captain? Yes, Bart, I see what you mean. Well, I don't. You are the captain, Frank. Sure, Inza, but the wrong one. This note was obviously intended for the Rutgers football camp. I'm afraid you're right, Bart. And that does it. Thompson's in this up to his neck. He did have the ball stolen after all. Bart, where are you going? I'm going to show this note to him and punch him right in the nose. No, hold on, Bart. Just because... Wait, Frank. Frank Merriwell. Now what's the matter? Frank, I've been looking all over for you. Stuart, don't tell me there's more trouble. I'll say there is. The Rutgers students are marching on the station and the Yale rooters are there waiting for them. What? There's going to be a real fight this time unless somebody stops them. Oh, I was afraid of this. Come on, Frank. Maybe we can stop it before it gets too bad. Let's get over the station. Not without a football. Stuart, tell Pinky about this. He's sitting over there. Come on, Bart. We're going over to the campus as fast as we can. <laughs> We're almost there, Bart. The plaque is over that way, under that big maple tree. Where? Oh, there. It's so dark, you can hardly make it out. Oh, come on. No, hold it. That's funny. I hadn't figured on this. What's wrong, huh? Oh, I see. That man over there. He's got the football in his hands. I must have made a mistake somewhere. I don't get it. Well, I do. He's the one who sent you the note. He thought you were going to show up. Now he's taking the ball away again. But there's still something wrong. What's the matter with you all of a sudden? Come on, he'll get away. I'm going to jump here. Bart, wait, wait. All right, you the game's up. Ah, what's the idea? Get the football with oh, you. Still facing it. Hold it, you go. Get your hands off. I'll teach you to... I said hold it. Frank, let go of my arm. Come on, I'll break it. Let me out. Hey, well, I didn't recognize you fellas in the dark. Holy, catch Pinky Thompson. What's the idea, Bart? Why, why'd you jump me? Just as I thought. You were behind us after all. What are you talking about? You know well enough. You got one of your classmates to steal the ball. You knew where it was all the time. Well, you're crazy. I didn't know anything about it until just a minute ago. Well, how'd you find out? Why, I got a note telling me to come here and meet someone under the campus plaque. A note? Hey, wait a minute. That sounds like the note I got. Pinky, how did you find out about that? He didn't. He's just trying to fake an alibi for being caught with a football in his hand. Now, take it easy, Bart. Let's get to the bottom of this. Pinky, when did you get this note you're talking about? Why, just a couple of minutes ago. I was eating at the restaurant when a waiter came up. He like... couldn't have, Frank. We got the note ourselves. Where is it, Bart? Well, it's right here. And... Wait a minute. Well, I don't know. I guess in the excitement, I must have left it lying on the table. Pinky, did you see us jump up and leave the restaurant? Yeah, yeah, sure. And just a minute later, the waiter came over. That and explains us... it, Bart. The waiter probably overheard us say that the note wasn't intended for me. So he took it over to Pinky. That clears him on that point, at least. Well, that's right, Frank. I... I saw a chance to prevent the riot by getting the football and bringing it to the station, and so I rushed over here. Frank, you've got to believe me. That's the truth. Here's the ball. I'd like to believe you, Pinky. But if you didn't bring the football here, then who did? Why, the, the fellow who wrote that note, I guess. The one who was supposed to meet me. Well, where is he, then? How do we know there is any such fellow? After all... Now, wait a minute. We... I thought I saw a branch of that tree move just then. Huh? All right, you up there. Come down. What, you mean he's up in that tree? Come down or I'm coming up after you. I'll give you ten seconds. One, two, three. All right, you win. Andy. Well, I'll... what's this all about, Frank? <laughs> well, here's your culprit, Pinky. <laughs> I did it, Pinky. I took the ball, but I never thought it would cause all this trouble, honest. How in the world did you get this ball, Andy? I was standing back at the goalpost when when Mr. Merriwell made that drop kick. 
I knew we were going to lose it. Dartmouth Ball, if the air won, and I didn't want that to happen. So I took it and ran. Well, I'll be doggone. Yeah, but the, the, the note. Why did you send it? I got scared when I saw there was going to be a trouble. I sent a note to you. I don't know how Mr. Merriwell got here. I just wanted to explain about the ball and let you do what you thought best. This beats anything I ever heard. Pinky, I owe you an apology. Oh, that's all right, boy. Forget it. What are you going to do with me, Mr. Merriwell? I'm ready to go to the police and take my medicine. Well, now, Andy, Bart and I have got to catch a train. I guess we'll have to release you in the custody of Pinky Thompson. Gee, thanks. Hey, wait a minute. The train. I almost forgot. We've, we've got a riot to stop. Right, Pinky. But I don't think we'll have any trouble now. Come on, let's get to the station. And don't forget the ball. finally made it. I was beginning to think we'd never get out of New Brunswick alive. <laughs> I doubt if we would have if we hadn't found this football in time. Oh, which reminds me, Frank, how in the world did you know it was Andy who sent the note? Well, Bart, I was practically certain of it when we first read the note in the restaurant. Remember how the word plaque was spelled? <laughs> P-L-A-K, wasn't it? Exactly. But no one even remotely familiar with the word would have spelled it that way, would they? <laughs> oh, I see what you're driving at, Frank. It was that chat we had when we first met Andy in the Rutgers Trophy Room. Of course. When we called that stone tablet a plaque, it was obviously the first time he'd ever heard the word. Mm -hmm. And like the intelligent boy he is, he used the word the first chance he got, <laughs> even though he didn't quite know how to spell it. <laughs> well, it seems plain enough now. I should have thought of that myself. Well, the important thing is you won the game and you had the football for the Yale trophy room. Yes, Vincent. But with the mood that mob was in, there would have been something in the trophy room, even if we hadn't recovered the football. Hadn't re Well, what else? Well, Enzo... I have a funny feeling it would have been our scalps. <laughs> and so ends another exciting adventure with Frank Merriwell, beloved hero of American fiction, brought to you in a new series of stories by the National Broadcasting Company. And be sure to listen again next week at the same time when Frank Merriwell returns in another of his celebrated exploits. And now here's Frank Merriwell himself, ready to tell you about his big surprise. Frank? That's right, boys and girls. I have some more news about the University of Denver Youth Month Scholarship. Now, we've just received word that Mr. Atwater Kent has donated a sum of $500 to the boy or girl who wins the scholarship to help pay for incidental expenses at the university. $500? That's swell, Frank. But I just thought of something. Suppose the winner isn't ready for college until, say... Ten years from now. Well, it doesn't matter when he's ready, Bart. Mr. Atwater Kent has already set the money aside, and it'll be waiting for the winner on the day he enters the university. This oh. is getting exciting now, Frank. You'd better warn everybody that there isn't much time left. That's right, Enza. Only four short days to be exact. Now, you see, your entry must be in the mails and postmarked not later than midnight, October 6th, in order to be eligible for the Denver University Youth Month Scholarship. And by the way, if you've already sent your entry in and think of something more to say, send another one along, too. There's no limit on the number you may submit. Say, Frank, uh, just to be on the safe side, don't you think we'd better go over the rules again so that everyone will be sure to understand them? Good idea. All right, here they are, and they're very simple. All you have to do is write an essay or composition of 100 words or less on the topic, What Youth Means to the Future of America. Remember that topic. It's... What youth means to the future of America. Now, the winner will be picked for originality of thought and logic in presentation. So get those thinking caps on. And when you've written your composition, just send it to Frank Merriwell, National Broadcasting Company, New York 20, New York. Have you got that? Frank Merriwell, National Broadcasting Company, New York 20, New York. And be sure to mail your entry before midnight, October 6th. Well, there it is. We'll tell you something next week about announcing the winner. In the meantime, let's hear from you on what youth means to the future of America. Maybe you'll be the one to win the University of Denver Youth Month Scholarship, plus the Atwater Kent Award of $500 to help pay your incidental expenses at the university. The best of luck to all of you. Thank you, Frank. The decision of the judges in this contest is final, and in case of ties, duplicate prizes will be awarded. This program features Lawson Zerby as Frank, Hal Studer as Bart, and Elaine Ross as Inza. Other members of the cast were Billy Quinn, David Alexander, Bill Griffiths, and Ed Latimer. Original music is by Paul Taubman. The Adventures of Frank Merriwell is written by Ruth and Gilbert Braun and William Welch, and the entire production is under the direction of Ed King.
NBC presents The Adventures of Frank Merriwell. There it is, an echo of the past, an exciting past, a romantic past, the era of the horse and carriage, gas-lit streets, and free-for-all football games. The era of one of the most beloved figures in American fiction, Frank Merriwell. Merriwell is loved as much today as ever he was. And so the National Broadcasting Company brings him to radio in a new series of stories based on the famous books written by Gilbert Patton under the pen name Bert L. Standish. Today, the championship game. important week for Yale's undefeated basketball team, for they're playing a series of three games with the University of Illinois to decide the intercollegiate championship. As our story opens, Frank, Bart, and the rest of the Yale team are battling through the closing seconds of the first game. Head away, Frank. Nice pass. Back to Bruce in the bucket. Frank. Here you are. Got it, Bart. I'll see you, Frank. Got it. That's the way to move the ball. Keep it on the outside. Ten seconds left, Frank. Let's go for one more. All right, drive in for a layup. Here goes. Get the pass. I got it. Shoot, Mike. Shoot. <laughs> oh, nice shooting there, Bart. That's the game. Boy, we really took them, didn't we? Oh, we sure did. Yeah, I thought this Illinois team was supposed to be tough. Oh, they certainly didn't look very strong tonight. Well, come on, let's get to the shower. Just a minute, Ben. Hold oh. it up. Well, the coach is calling us, Frank. He wants us over there at the bench. Let's see what this is all about. Yeah, eh? Let's get over there. Oh, that good game, wasn't it? Yeah. All right, men. You can go down to those showers in a minute. First, I want to congratulate all of you on a nice game. Oh, that Illinois team was a cinch, coach. We could have run up 20 more points on them. Uh, Bruce is right, coach. They never extended it. I know it. And I don't like huh? it. Huh? What? What do you mean, what? sir? Well, for one thing, I don't want you to forget that this championship is decided by the best two out of three games. Oh, don't worry, coach. We'll win tomorrow, too. There won't be any third game. That's right, Oh, now, now, wait a minute. Not so fast. This team you just played was off their game. Anyone could see that. They missed at least ten sure baskets, and you fellas couldn't miss if you wanted to tonight. Oh, coach. Oh, the coach is right. We were getting some pretty lucky shots in there. Oh, we'll beat them every time, lucky or not, Frank. Don't forget, we haven't lost a game all season. I'm not forgetting that for a minute, man. But that's the very thing that has me worried. Your luck is bound to turn on you sooner or later. Oh, Coach. Especially if you begin to get swelled heads. Oh, forget it, Coach. Like Bart says, we can beat that team every night of the week. How about it, fellas? Right. All, right. all right, all right, you win. When a team gets to feeling cocky, there isn't much a coach can do. But all I've got to say is that you'd better win that game tomorrow night. I've got a feeling you're taking yourselves right out of the championship by talking too much. Now, go ahead. Get to your showers. Do we have time to order dessert, Frank? Well, I... Oh, sure, Enzo. Why not? How about a baked Alaska? Bar. <laughs> well, we don't want to make you late for the basketball game. Oh, I should say not. You've just got to win the game tonight. Oh, don't worry about that, Elsie. We'll beat Illinois again, in spite of what the coach says. You mean the coach doesn't think you'll win? Oh, he expects us to, naturally. He's worried, though, about the team feeling overconfident. Well, I don't see how you can help feeling sure of yourselves after the way you beat Illinois last night. Do you, Windsor? Well, of course not. You'll win easily, and I don't see any harm in admitting it, no matter what the coach says. Besides, you just have to win so you can go with Inza and me tomorrow. Go with you tomorrow? Well, what's this all about? Well, naturally, if you win this game tonight, you'll be the champions, and there won't have to be any game tomorrow. Isn't that right? Oh, sure, Elsie, but... It's very simple. It's about my father and the tropical moon. The what? The tropical moon. It's a riverboat, naturally. <laughs> a riverboat. Do you know what this is all about, Frank? <laughs> I'm afraid I'm in over my depth, too. <laughs> I'd better explain it, Elsie. Please. All right, Inza. Tell them about my father. Well, you see, Captain Bellwood has been inspecting an old excursion boat named the Tropical Moon, which is moored up the river just above Ansonia. Oh, well, now it's beginning to make sense. <laughs> and he wants Elsie to pick him up tomorrow, is that it? That's right, Frank. Inza and I were going to drive up in the carriage and... 
We thought, well, maybe you and Bart could come up with us. It's a nice drive, Frank, and you might enjoy going over the old riverboat. Oh, sounds interesting. What do you say, Bart? Oh, you bet. Count me in. There. I told you they'd like to go in, sir. Provided, of course, we win tonight's game and don't have to play tomorrow night. Oh, that. Don't even bother thinking about it. Well, there's always a chance, you know. Oh, come on, Frank. You're beginning to sound as gloomy as the coach. We'll walk away with tonight's game, and you know it. As for the trip tomorrow, Elsie, you can count us in right now. Oh, good. Then everything's settled. Oh, not quite, Insa. There's our waiter, and we still have an order dessert. Tough luck, Frank. It was a nice try for the ball. Oh, what a break. I think that was my last personal. I'm afraid it was. Look, there's the scorer waving you off. Oh, fine. It's not bad enough being eight points down. Now we have to finish the game without Frank. Oh, never mind, Jang. You can still beat them. If he misses this foul shot, get the rebound and start taking some long set shots. All right, 22 off the court. Right away, ref. Now go ahead, gang. Get that ball. Oh, we'll make it, Frank. Come on, fellas. Let's get this rebound. Love of heaven, Frank. What was the matter with you out there? Oh, wait, sir. Here's the foul shot. Oh, made it. Oh, now we're nine points down. How much time left, sir? Less than a minute. I warned you fellas, but you wouldn't listen to me. You knew you had only one personal left. Why did you take chances? I had to, sir. The way Illinois was freezing the ball, we had to do something. Oh, that's just great. Now you're out of the game and we haven't a prayer. Oh, it's not over yet, Coach. We've pulled out of closer ones than this. Maybe so, but you weren't sitting on the bench with five personal fouls. Come on! Get that jump ball! Show a little life for change! Attaboy, boys! Go after that ball! Two points will tie him! Five seconds. Four seconds. Three seconds. No, That's the no, way. No. Shoot, Bart, shoot. It looks good. One second. Listen, oh, that's the ball game. 48 to 46. Oh, gosh, I thought sure you'd tie it up in the last second. Oh, that's the trouble with the whole team. You thought you couldn't oh. possibly lose. All right, Ben. Over here on the double. Come on. Okay. Oh, it's my fault, Frank. I should have made that shot. Forget it, Bart. You did everything you could. Well, if only you hadn't fouled out. All right. All right, men. Quiet down. Quiet down. Now then, how does it feel to take a licking? Not so good, huh? Well, you had it coming to you. No one would listen to me. You couldn't believe Illinois could play that well, could you? They fooled us, all right, Coach. I'll say they fooled you. And that's nothing to what's going to happen tomorrow night. Unless I see a few changes of attitude around here. Oh, we, we've changed our attitude already, Coach. I hope so, but I'm not taking anybody's word for it. The whole squad reports to the gym at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning for a special practice session. For how long, Coach? For lo as long as I think you need it. All day, if necessary. All day. And one more thing. Anybody who misses the practice session or is late for the game tomorrow night is off the squad. Not only that, I'll see that they're out of sports in Yale for the rest of the year. Now, is that clear to everybody? Yes, yes right, sir. All right. That's all. Get to the showers. Well, that's clear, all right. Boy, I feel terrible about this, Frank. And so do I. But the coach is right. Well, we all had it coming to us. And if we don't wake up, we'll lose tomorrow night, too. I know. Well, this cancels out our trip for tomorrow. Trip? Oh, I've forgotten all about it. Well, Inza and Elsie will just have to go alone, that's all. I hope they don't have any trouble. Oh, they shouldn't have. Inza knows the way, and if the weather stays as mild as it is now, they should make it easily. But, come on. Let's get dressed. <laughs> Almost another hour. Oh, but I wish this snow flurry would stop. 
hard to see where we're going. I'm not so sure. It's just a flurry. Look how hard it's coming down. Ground's getting covered already. But it can't be a real snowstorm. It's too late in the season, isn't it? <laughs> Doesn't look like it. Oh, my goodness. I hope we don't get lost or anything. Oh, we won't, Elsie. I know these roads perfectly. We'll be all right as long as the snow doesn't get too deep for the carriage. Oh, dear, I wish Bart and Frank were along. So do I. Wasn't that horrible about the game? I nearly died. I felt badly about it, too. I, I just couldn't believe they'd lose. Well, I think it was downright mean of them to put Frank out of the game just when they needed him most. If the truth were known, I'll bet that referee was an Illinois rooter. <laughs> I doubt that, Elsie. <laughs> you heard what the boys said after the game. They deserved to lose. Well, maybe so. But I still think it's a shame they had to spoil their record that way. Well, they can still win the championship if they beat Illinois tonight. Mm, yes, but now they couldn't come on the trip with us, and we'll probably get lost and maybe freeze to death, and all because that referee like Illinois... Oh, that is a nail. Easy, boy. Easy, easy, boy. Oh, goodness. What happened? Oh, the horse slipped. It's going to getting bad, Elsie. The snow was stuck. Maybe we better turn back. Oh, we can't do that. Father's out there on that boat, and he's expecting us to get him. Besides, we've already come over halfway. Well, what do you think we better do? Well, this doesn't let up soon. We'll be stuck. We really need a sleigh on these back roads. Oh. Especially if the snow gets much deeper. Where in the world will we ever get a sleigh? Well, there's a country store about a half mile up the road here. Oh. If the snow keeps up, we'll stop there and see if they have a sleigh they'll rent us. But what if they don't? Well, if I'm not mistaken, they have a telephone there. If so, we'll just have to call Frank and Bart for help. Oh, look out in here. He nearly went down that time. He's the old boy. He's... I don't think we can go much longer in the carriage, oh, you know. No, you're right. It's really getting worse all the time. We can get as far as that country store. Oh, we've got to. Oh, dear, I could just throttle that referee. <laughs> Try that long set shot again, boy. All right. Here goes. Nice one. You got your scoring eye now. Here, you try one. Right. Watch it. Oh, beauty. I hope the coach saw it. Well, the whole team's shooting well now. Good thing he called this station. It's doing us a lot of good. All right, men. That'll do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good workout. Just a minute, men. Before you go, I want to tell you... The whole squad looked good today. And don't forget, only a real champion can snap back after a defeat. I happen to think you men are made of that kind of stuff. And I expect you to play the game of your lives tonight. What do you say? You bet we will, Coach. We'll try better. Right. That's the spirit. <laughs> All right, now, get dressed. Well, let's go, Frank. Right with you. Oh, very well. Oh, yes, Coach. Wait up, boy. All right. Uh, while you were practicing, one of the students brought this message for you from Connecticut Hall. Oh, for me? What is it, Coach? Well, I didn't look at it. I believe he said it was a telephone message here. It's on this slip of paper. Telephone message? That's strange. Oh, thank you, sir. Don't mention it. See you on court tonight. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, what is it, Frank? Hey, listen to this. In the Burridge call, she and her friend are marooned in the snowstorm in the general store at Mill Run Crossroads. What? Could you reach them with a sleigh? We'll wait for you. In the Nelsie. Can we get to them in a the sleigh, Frank? Well, I don't see why not. It's snowing pretty hard outside, but we could hire a team of horses to pull it. That should do the trick. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Mill Run Crossroad. That's quite a way from here. Do we have time? We've got to find time, that's all. Unless the snow is worse than I think it is, we should make it all right. Well, if we don't, we'll be in a real mess. You heard what the coach said after the game last oh, night. Oh, we can't leave Enza and Elsie marooned out there, to say nothing of Elsie's father. Oh, that's right. I forgot about him. He's really marooned on that riverboat. Come on, what are we waiting for? I can't tell you how grateful we are to you for coming out here, Frank. Elsie and I were really beginning to worry. We certainly were. The carriage was absolutely helpless in the snow. It's a good thing we brought along a team of horses instead of just one. Mm. Yes, the going's pretty rough, all right. It's getting worse all the time. We nearly reached the river now, though. Get through the Captain Bellwood and start right back. Well, we're not going to make you late for your game, are we, Bart? Oh, no, we've got enough time, Elsie. Oh, good. I hope so, at least. Sure we have. Once we get Captain Bellwood, we can turn around and head straight back for New Haven. 
Isn't the snow getting worse all the time? I'm afraid so. Oh, it's maddening. It has no business snowing like this in March. Why, it's practically spring. Oh, wait, Frank. Better slow up. This hill leads right down to the river, and it's pretty steep. Right. Easy there, now. Oh. oh. Watch it. Oh. Oh. Look up, Frank. He's slipping. Oh. Steady, boy. Oh. He's down. The other one's rearing. Frank, that's it. Here's the help. Go. We're going over. Oh, no. Look out. Are you all right? Quick, Bart. Help me cut them loose. Right. Steady there, now. Easy. Easy. There's one of them. I've got the other one, Frank. Oh, oh, boy. Oh, oh. Uh-huh. Are the horses all right? Oh, they are now, Elsie. That was a close one. Ah. So let's get that sleigh right and hitched up again. We can't afford to waste time. Oh, wait a minute, Bart. Look here. Oh, what's the... oh, oh. What? We snapped. Oh. We're not going to hitch up this sleigh again. What a mess. Oh, my goodness. What are we going to do? Well, fortunately, we're just a little away from the boat. At least we can make the rest of the way on foot without much trouble. But the sleigh, Frank, it's broken. How are you going to get back to New Haven in time? Well, that's something we'll have to figure out. Come on, Bart. Help me lead the horses. We've got to find Captain Bellwood. <laughs> He'll fix you up. But, Father, don't you understand? Frank and Bart simply have to get back to New Haven in time for the game. That's right, Captain Bellwood. We can't waste a minute. Well, what do you aim to do? Walk back? Well, no, sir. We can't do that. We never get there in time through that blizzard. And you can't use the sleigh. It's broken. What about the horses? Couldn't you and Bart ride them, Frank? Well, that wouldn't be any better than walking in this snow, Elsie. Oh. Besides, one of them pulled up lame. Well, then as far as I can see, there isn't much you can do but drink this hot tea. Come on, now. Help yourself. I guess you're right, sir. (laughs) It tastes good, all right. Of course it does. It'll warm you up in no time. I feel terrible about this, Frank. You and Bart are going to be stuck here on this boat instead of playing in the game. Well, the worst part of it is we'll probably be banned from sports for the rest of the year. Bart, they wouldn't dare do that, would they? I'm afraid they would, Elsie. Oh. Oh, If we only had some way of getting through this blizzard. Oh, wait a minute. Captain Bellwood, mm-hmm. you've been inspecting this boat. Is it in good condition? You bet she is. Sound as a dollar. Uh-huh. Say, you're not thinking what I am, are you? Yes, sir. If we could get down to the sound, we could make New Haven in about an hour, couldn't we? Hey, that's a thought. How about it? Could we make it, Captain? It might if there was any coal on board, but there isn't. I don't see how we could fire the boilers. How about wood? Yeah. Yes, it might work. Wouldn't need too much pressure going downstream all the way. But where can we find the wood, Frank? Oh, that's easy enough, lad. We're going to convert the boat anyway, so all the wooden bunks will have to come out. We could burn them. Oh. Do you think it might work, sir? Well, now, I can navigate her as well as anyone on the coast. If you two boys keep her stoked up with wood... Oh, we'll take care of that part, sir, if you tell us what to do. <laughs> I'll do that, all right. You boys got into this mess on account of me. I'll get you out of it and back to your game on time or bust a boiler try. Well, what do we do first, sir? Start tearing out these wooden bunks. We can begin right here. Then let's go. Oh, can't Elsie and I do something, Captain Bellwood? You bet your sweet life you can. Take those fire axes and start swinging them. We need all the help we can get. Oh, good. Come on in, sir. Ever since I was a little girl, I've had a secret desire to break up furniture. (laughs) Hand me an axe. that pressure. We're not making any time at all. Well, I'll keep on chopping wood as long as it lasts. That's about all we can do. Now here, let's get this into the boiler. Uh, fire's going pretty well now. Think we'll make it in time? Just barely. If nothing else happens to us. I wish Inns and Elsie'd come back from the bridge. I'd like to find out what Captain Bellwood thinks about our chances. So would I, Bart. Here, let's have some more of that wood. Oh, coming up. Now that does it. All right, come on. Let's get some more chop. Right. Now we're back. Captain Bellwood wants to know if you can't get up any more pressure, Frank. Well, we're doing our best. What kind of headwear are we making? His father says he's worried about the ice. Ice? You mean there's ice in the river now? Oh, yes, you should see it. It's getting harder to push through it all the time. Oh, that's oh. great. All we need now is to get ice bound out here in the middle of the river. Is he really worried about it, Ensign? Any chance that it'll hold us up? I'm afraid so, Frank. He says if the ice gets much thicker, we'll just have to heave, too. Oh, we can't do that, Inza. 
We've got to get to New Haven by 7 o'clock or we're really in trouble. Well, the only answer is to build up this pressure so we can make more speed. Now, come on. Everybody start breaking up that wood. We're going to put everything we can lay our hands on into that boiler. Right. Come on in, sir. Here are some benches we haven't chopped up yet. That's the stuff. Keep chopping. What happened? Do we run aground? Quick, Bart. Stop the engine. I've got it. Well, what happened, Frank? We're not going to sink, are we? Well, we ran into something, that's certain. Help me turn off these valves. That, that's the way. Now, come on. Let's get up on deck and find out what's going on. Gosh, Frank, look at that ice. Oh, no wonder we stopped with such a jolt. Oh, this is awful. We'll never get them to New Haven on time. Any damage to the bow, Captain? No, lucky for us. We could have stove her in for sure the way we hit. I couldn't tell from the bridge that it was that thick. Well, now what, Frank? Looks like we're licked. Hey, now, wait a minute. Look up ahead. We're almost to the sound, and that's free of ice. All right, that's true enough. If we could only get through this next hundred yards or so, we'd be all right. Well, then, how about reversing the engine so that we can get a good start and then just ram our way through? Sure. Couldn't we do that, Captain? No, boys. I couldn't take that chance. This old tub wasn't made for ice breaking. We'd knock a hole in the bow the first time we tried it. Well, you'd think they'd make those things out of iron or something so you could break ice when you had to. Oh, that's silly, Elsie. In the first place... wait! Maybe it isn't so silly. Captain Bellwood, if we could reinforce the bow with iron or steel, do you think we could force our way through this ice field? Why, yes, I reckon so. But that's easier said than done. Sure, Frank. Where are you going to get any iron for it? Well, how about this heavy anchor chain? Huh? That should be enough to protect the bow, shouldn't it, sir? Why, yes, I believe it would. But how are we going to get it to cover the bow? It's just what I've been working on. Now, look, uh... There are stanchions on either side here. Uh, give me a hand with this chain. All oh, right. right. <laughs> Good and heavy. Yeah, that's it. Uh, on one end, around this stanchion. Uh, uh, now, if we uh, loop the chain down around the prow under the water line and loop it around this other stanchion, we'll have our battering ram started. Lower it, Bart. <laughs> that's it. No. I've got this end. She's looped around the stanchion. Now what? Well, that's all very well, Frank, but it only protects a small part of the bow beneath the water line. What about the rest of it? We've got plenty of chains, sir. Now, all we have to do is keep making those loops in front of the prow, one loop above the other, until we have a solid mass of chain protecting it. Do you really think it'll work? Well, I don't understand what they're doing, but I bet it will. Uh, George, it might at that. That's a mighty clever stunt, Frank. I'll say it is. It might save our necks. Come on, Bart. Let's get the rest of this chain draped over the bow. We'll have to hustle to make it. Here we go, Frank. The last load of wood. I hope we've got up enough pressure to get through that ice. Oh, what's holding Captain Bellwood? Why doesn't he signal us to start the engines? We can't afford to waste any more time. Oh, there it goes. Full speed ahead. Now we'll see. I hope that chain idea of yours works, Frank. We'll soon know. We should hit the ice field any second. Here's hoping. Here we go. The ice hasn't stopped us yet. Well, that's the speaking to you. I'll get it. Here we are, Captain. Have you got the pressure up as high as you'll go? Yes, sir. Every ounce as we can get with this wood. Ask him how it looks on the bridge. Uh, how does it look, sir? Tell Frank his idea is working like a charm. We're halfway through the field already. Did you hear that, Frank? You bet I did. But come away from that tube now and help me keep this fire going. How do you feel? Oh, fine, Coach. We'll take Illinois tonight. That's what you said last night, if you remember. Oh, yes, sir, but this is different. The team isn't overconfident now. They just feel they're going to win. That's more like it. You fellas can take them if you play your best game. Now, where is Merriwell? 
I've some things to talk over with him. Well, Frank, why, well, he should be around here somewhere. I don't see him. Yes, and come to think of it, I don't see Hodge either. Do you know anything about this, Browning? No, sir. But uh, maybe Frank got dressed before I got here. There's his locker. You could take a look. Yes, I'll do that. Now I think it over, I don't remember seeing either one of them in Commons this evening. His uniform is still in here. And what's this piece of paper? Well, I'll be... What is it, Coach? That blasted telephone message I gave him this morning. I knew I should have read that before I gave it to him. What is it, Coach? Something wrong? Oh, no. Oh, no. Nothing is wrong, Browning. Everything is just dandy. Except that Merriwell and Hart just snowbound someplace out in the country. Snowbound? Good night. Don't let a little thing like that worry you, Browning. All it means is we lose the championship. What a break. But maybe they'll still show up, sir. They'd better make it before the start of the game, because if they don't, they're out of all sports for the rest of the year. But, Coach, I made that rule, and there are going to be no exceptions to it. Now, come on. Get the rest of the team and get out on the court. We've just time to warm up. Yes, sir. Here we are, Coach. Come on, Bart, get into those uniforms. Very well. I'm sorry, sir. We nearly broke our necks getting here. We only know... Never mind the explanations now. You'll need your win for the game. Get dressed, both of you, and get out there. Yes, sir. I don't know what you've been doing, but you can thank your lucky stars you weren't a minute later. Otherwise, you'd be watching this game from the balcony. About ten seconds. Now we've got to get the ball on this center jump. Well, that's not so easy. The Illinois center's a giant. Ready, Ready, Illinois. Here we go. They got it. Illinois has it. Come on, force them. They're going to try to stall. What's your man, Bruce? He's passing to your man, Frank. Look out. This is our last chance. Get Frank. Don't follow him. He got it. He stole the ball. Frank, Frank. Frank, you're in the clear. Run. Get it away, Frank. The game's ending. Here goes. How you and Bart got to the game on time. After you tried that ice-breaking stunt down on the river, what happened then? Well, from then on, sir, it was all Captain Bellwood. He got every possible ounce of speed out of that old tub. Oh, don't forget, we helped too, Frank. Why, Inza and I chopped more wood than a couple of lumberjacks. <laughs> we certainly did. My hands are still blistering. <laughs> it was a rough trip. But I take my head off to you, Frank. That stunt with the anchor chain was the thing that really saved us. I'll say We've been a few minutes longer. We'd be out of sports for the rest of the year. And frankly, Yale would have been out of luck. Well, it all worked out for the best. Aye, it did. Even to get in the old tropical moon back to New Haven for renovation. Well, I can tell you one thing, Father. Yes, Elsie? The next time Inz and I go for a sail on your boat, we'll bring that old referee and make him chop the wood. <laughs> <laughs> And so ends another exciting adventure with Frank Merriwell, beloved hero of American fiction, brought to you in a new series of stories by the National Broadcasting Company. And be sure to listen again next week at the same time when Frank Merriwell returns in another of his celebrated exploits. Frank is played by Lawson Zerby, Bart is Hal Studer, and Inza is Elaine Ross. Original music is by Paul Taubman. 
The Adventures of Frank Merriwell is written by Ruth and Gilbert Braun and William Welch, and the entire production is under the direction of Ed King. This is Mel Brandt speaking. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Don't throw away your old computer. Make it come alive with Linux, the free operating system. Linux revives old computers and makes new ones as fast as lightning. There are hundreds of Linux versions packed with all the free software you'll ever need. Linux is easy to download, and you can try it out before you install. You can run it alongside Windows for comparison. Take time to learn about Linux. L-I-N-U-X, the free open source operating system. From the K-Rob Collection, this has been Audio Antiques, featuring classic shows from the golden age of American radio. This podcast emanates from Anchor.fm and can be heard on Apple Podcasts, iHeart, Spotify, CastBox, Podcast Addict, Podbean, Google Podcasts, and others. You can contact us at audioantiques at krobcollection.com. Our theme music is by hbeats330 at gmail.com. I'm Ken Robinson, thanking our many listeners in the United States, the United Kingdom, Australia, India, Germany, Ireland, Canada, Ukraine, Bhutan, Spain, Poland, the Netherlands, France, and 73 other nations around the world. Glad to have you with us.